Thank you, brother. Uh, have your Bibles. Turn with me to the 18th chapter of the book of Luke. Let's all stand this morning, and uh, I'm praying. Of, uh, that's the kind of message I've, I've been preaching, just simple messages, and so this is going to be a simple message this morning. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. In the 18th chapter of the book of Luke, we're only going to read the first verse. In the 18th chapter and the first verse, And he spake a parable unto them to this end, that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Gracious Heavenly Father, I pray that you'll help us to obey this and help us, Lord, not to faint when we pray, not to give it up. And not. And some people are saying, what's the use? But, Lord, I just pray that you'll see fit to help us to stay active in praying and stay active in uh, what we do, Lord, uh, for you. Take care of us, Lord, and thank you for your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Um, I want to say something before I get started this morning. Landmark Baptist does not have a birthday. So I know... <laughs> I noticed somebody put on Facebook at, uh, that happy birthday to Landmark Baptist Church. We don't have a birthday. As a matter of fact, I can't even tell you. Me and Brother Sam was talking about it earlier. I can't even tell you when we, the date exactly when we started as a church. But uh, I just want to let you know that I don't know where that came from or how that got on there. There's a lot of things I don't know how they get on there. But anyway, I just want to let you know that. We're going to preach this morning on something that, uh, uh, first of all, facts about prayer and those who pray. That's the title of our message. Facts about prayer and those who pray. Now, what brought this message on was, uh, was uh, I, I, I read a lot. I mean, you you got lost people that are praying, people that are, uh, I know that uh, I've watched uh, some of the, that went on yesterday about the uh, uh, 9-11 and uh, some of those things, and I know some of those on there, they had, they had a man that, they had some kind of meeting, and they had a man who prayed, and and uh, you know, I, I'm not. I'm not saying anything. I'm not saying that they can't anybody. Anybody can be saved. But uh, when somebody, I see it on Facebook a lot, and I see it on TV a lot, and that's people who will say they're praying, and then they'll start using dirty words, and, and they'll start cursing and. And going on when something really happened, you know, that that happened yesterday. You know, that the person prayed yesterday, but then he used a couple of words in his description of uh, what went on on 9-11. I, I, I didn't like what went on either. I, I don't either. And uh, I, I pray that the Lord will see fit to, uh, let's get over it. You know, and hope and pray that nothing like that ever happens again. 
but I'm afraid that we're we're headed for it anyway because it's not going to be. I don't think it's going to be long until uh, until we're probably going to be hit again. But but the thing about it is, it's just uh, I I just don't I don't agree with. Uh, and I'll, I'll be mentioning something about that in, in during the message. We want praying. Praying is a difficult thing to understand. I know everybody says it's the easiest thing in the world, but it's not. Praying is a difficult thing to understand. The Lord said it as clearly as we can say it, as, as any can say it. Man ought always to pray and not to faint. Now that's, uh, but you know, don't don't fail to realize what the Lord teaches about praying. Uh, the Lord, you know, the Lord teaches that, uh, matter of fact, the Bible plainly says, Lord will not hear the prayer of a sinner. You know, if, if your heart is, if you've got things in your heart that you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be praying. Because the Lord doesn't, the Lord doesn't uh, uh, listen to, he doesn't listen to lost people. And... Uh, and when, 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 we, when he says this, and, and there's nothing in the Bible that's contradictory. I've heard people say, well, the Lord said men ought always to pray and not to faint. But then over in John, the ninth chapter, he says he won't hear sinners. And uh, so it's, it's not a contradiction. This is, this is meant for praying people, people who are God's people who are praying people who are people that uh, reach God and and God listens to them when they pray and such as that and some people may say well do you know when God listens to you yeah you do I'm telling you folks you do know when God is listening to you and uh, and and that's one of those things that you 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 you've got to realize when you pray you know God is listening to you. You don't pray on the thoughts that, well, maybe I heard somebody make a statement, you know, that my prayers sometimes don't go no higher than the ceiling. And that's true. A lot of, there's praying, there's even saved people whose prayers don't go because their life, they don't, a lot of them don't live their life as they should. And I, the person that made that statement uh, just made a statement before that the life that they live you know, that uh, they don't know why God would even listen to them. But, uh, but if you have a privilege to pray, pray. If you have a privilege to pray, pray and never, never stop praying. If you have that privilege to pray. Man should pray always and never give up on prayer. Never give up on prayer. Never, never, never say, what's the use in praying because nothing is happening. And there's a lot of people, and I, I, I can see why. There's a lot of people today who this, this pandemic is going around. How many millions, and I've said this before, how many millions and millions of people who are praying that this pandemic will go away? I, I, don't, know of any, I don't know of any child of God that would not pray for this pandemic to go away. And, and they, but everybody is praying that this pandemic will go away. But it hasn't gone anywhere. Matter of fact, we thought at one time during the summer it was going to get better, but it got worse. And now they're saying 
they're saying now, I, I don't pay much attention to them anymore, but they're saying now that around the 15th to the end of September, it's going to go away. That's what they're saying now. But uh, I, I don't... Uh, I don't, I don't put much stock in what they say. Somebody said, well, who are they? That's, that's, that's what it comes to. Now, what, what, what are we supposed to know about prayer? What are we supposed to know about prayer? I've got a, a few thoughts here today that I want to bring out. What we should know, or we're supposed to know about prayer is God's children. This is God's children, what they're supposed to know about prayer. First of all, they should know that praying is a real thing. It's a real thing. It's, it's no, there is no fake to it. It's a real thing. It's a real thing that we do as, as God's children. It is something of spiritual value. Praying is, praying is of a spiritual value. That's why we should know that it's a good thing uh, to do. It's of spiritual value. The Bible states, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. If you go to the Lord in prayer, you've got to believe that God is going to answer that prayer. And I'm telling you, folks, I, I've, I've seen it too much. I, I, I was always, I wasn't very, I'm not very good at praying, especially audible praying. I, I'm not very good. I, I can pray, I can pray for hours just by myself and sitting back there in my study, I can pray. But I tell you, when I get when I'm called on to pray, I don't I don't put much trust in myself and pray in audible prayers. But but that that does happen. It is something of spirit. It is it is of spiritual value. It, it it's been said, and uh, this was said about I don't remember which Puritan preacher said this. Because the reason I didn't put down who said it, but it's been said that one who prays before he is saved is praying to nobody. Say that one time. One who prays before he is saved is praying to nobody. In other words, his prayers, as, as was said, his prayers don't go any further than the ceiling. God is not listening. God's not listening to those prayers. And uh, in that, but since I have been saved, I now pray to God that I know exists. I know God's real. I know He exists. I know He's there. I know He's here today. I know. I know that when I lay down my head down at night, He's right there. I know that. I know that, and I have. Uh, and I'm telling you, folks, I have. And, and I, I'm. I'm just telling you the truth here. I have shut my eyes at night and get ready to say my prayers. And while my eyes are shut, I see something that just that seems like it's just flowing right over top of me. And I see it with my eyes closed. And, and I thought to myself, now, if I open my eyes, what, what am I going to see? Well, I open my eyes, and what did I see? I saw the bed. I saw the ceiling. I saw the ceiling fan. But when I shut my eyes, I saw something that floated right over me as I prayed. Now, you might say, well, that's, I don't see those things. That doesn't mean you have to see them either. 
but it doesn't mean that you have to see them too. But the thing about it is, I know God exists. I know that things change when I begin, when I pray. I know things change. I know that there's things that change. And when somebody, my dad was, I've told you folks this uh, many, many times, you know, my dad was known to be a prayer warrior. And people would call him just to pray for him because 5 o'clock every day, he'd go to his prayer room. 5 o'clock every day, even when he was out of his mind. Now, this is something you need to really think about. When my dad was out of his mind, he had dementia so bad he didn't even know who I was. He, he called me by another name. He didn't know who I was. But he sat there and just looked straight ahead. And he, he, he was in bad shape. He looked straight ahead. He looked straight at them. They had a clock on the wall. And my mom, man, my mom was in the kitchen and he was sitting in the, in the living room looking right straight at that clock. My mom said, you know what your daddy's doing? I said, what's that? I said, he's waiting on 5 o'clock. And he sat right there. He didn't even know my name. He didn't know who I was. He, he called me one of the worst men in the mountains up there. When, when, when I asked him, I said, Dad, you know who I am? He said, yeah, you're, you're Homer Estes. Homer Estes was one of the biggest crooks in the mountains. And uh, he, he, called, he said, that's who I was. But yet he sat and watched. Five o'clock, when, when five o'clock came, he got up off of his, out of his chair. He went in his prayer room. He shut the door behind him. And my mom said to go in there and put your ear up to that door and listen. And I did. And I'm telling you, I cried the whole time. I couldn't believe a man who was completely out of his head could pray such a prayer. I mean, he, he prayed to God just like God was right there with him and God was listening to everything he said. And did it, he did it for almost an hour. Almost an hour. I sat there with my ear up to that door listening to him and crying all the time. Just to think, here I am. I, I, I thought I was in my right senses. I don't think that anymore. But I thought I was in my right senses. And I thought, well, here is a man that don't even know who his son is, but he's talking to God like he knows who God is. And it's, it's just, it just amazed me. And I tell you, folks, it'll amaze you too when you get like that. It will. It'll amaze you. It'll amaze you. It is so pleasant and so peaceful to pray to God when one knows who he is. It is so peaceful and so pleasurable. The second thing is that we should know that praying is a simple thing. God didn't make praying difficult. Talking, talking to God is not difficult when you know God's listening. Did you ever try to talk to somebody when they wasn't listening? It's, it's difficult. What's any use in what's any use in telling somebody something when they're not even listening to you? It's, that's, that, that's a difficult thing. That's one thing that I've tried to learn over the years as a pastor. I like to listen to people. I like to listen to them. I don't like to carry on the whole conversation. I like to listen to people. And I know that So it's a simple thing. 
in my own experience, I know little children, little children probably pray as well as most adults. Let me say that again. Little children probably pay, pray as well as adults do. Most adults. Little children pray for real. They pray for real. You know, if you teach them when they're young to pray, then they, they pray for real. You know, the problem we got today, little children aren't taught anything. They're not taught anything about prayer. They're not taught anything about the Bible and prayer. And prayer. By the way, this is the way the Lord wants us to come to him like little children. He told us, he said, come to me like little children. You know, when you ask God to save you, you do it like a little child. Like, like you, you believe the Lord like a little child believes him. It is a very difficult thing when one prays just out of habit. You realize a lot of people just pray out of habit. A lot of people do. However, when I pray at God, when I pray in God's will, the Bible says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, that is the Lord Jesus Christ, seeing that he ever liveth to make intercession for them. When, when, you, when you learn, I tell you one of the greatest truths I learned is that Jesus is, is speaking on my behalf. I'll pray something. The Holy Spirit will take it, and, 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 and the Holy Spirit will translate it into the language that God wants to hear. And, and he'll pray, and, and he'll translate it into the language that God wants to hear, and then the Lord Jesus Christ will take it, and he'll pray our prayer over and through intercession to God. God, this is what he's saying. That's a wonderful thing. God the, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all there in praying. The Bible also says, likewise, also the Spirit helpeth our infirmities. You know, we don't know how to pray. That's what it says. Help our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for groanings which cannot be uttered. That's found in Romans 8 and verse 26. In other words, he takes what we pray. We may, we, we may think it's senseless like a little child praying. We may think it's senseless, but it's not. You realize that if, if, if you're praying in the Spirit, it is not senseless. You know, it, it's a wonderful thing to know what takes place in answered prayer. God, we would pray to God the Father in the name of God the Son, and the Holy Spirit takes that and translates that over, and through intercession, He answers that prayer. He hears that prayer. Romans 8 and verse 26. 
Let me get this page turned here. Third thing is we should know that praying is a desirable thing. It's something that we want to do. Praying is not a chore. chore. It's something we want to do. Men ought always to pray. It's a desirable thing because the Lord said that's what we should be doing. Paul says, pray without ceasing. Don't stop. Just, just pray. Men ought, to, men ought always to pray. Men ought to pray just as they ought to obey God about other things such as keeping God's commandments and everything, keeping the Lord's day holy by worshiping in his house. It is a child of God's duty and privilege. It's a privilege for you to be in God's house on Sunday, on Sunday morning. Like Brother Wayne Massey says, you ought to be there. Y'all you, got to all remember, tomorrow is the Lord's day. That's what he'll always put down. It's, it, it's, it's a desirable thing. It is also a manly thing. It's not sissies who pray. It's a manly thing. I'm telling you, folks, it's a manly thing. Man ought always to pray. It's not a sissy thing for man to pray. Many young men have prayed on the battlefields all over the world. Can you imagine? Those? Can you imagine believing? I know when I was in the military, I wasn't saved. I was just as bad as the next one. But can you imagine what it would be like if you knew God? What a wonderful thing it is. A lot of you young people have prayed when you had a bad test coming. You went to college. Yeah, you've prayed. But have you lived a life to where that to where that prayer is answered? Have you lived have you lived a life that you should have lived? You know, God will give you the answer, but you've got to live the life. You can pray all day long and have when you when you've got sin in your heart, God's not listening. It's a manly thing to do. We know that women can also pray, but we also know that they're limited in silent, silent praying in public. But it doesn't mean that you women can't pray. It doesn't mean that you girls can't pray. You can pray. Also, we know that praying is a constant thing. It's a constant thing. Men not always pray. Men ought always to pray. You don't just quit praying after something gets okay. You pray about something and you pass your test, then you just quit praying. That's not the way it goes. You know, you can pass your test by just studying. It's a constant thing. Just as he keeps on desiring things, 
just as he keeps on getting things, just as he keeps on lusting after things, he should continue to worship the Lord in everything. And God will bless more than one can understand. God will bless you more than anybody can understand. I tell you, you know, God has blessed me more than any understand. Brother Troy Shepherd, I was telling him how long me and Rhonda have been together. 61 years. He said, my goodness. He said, I was just a little baby. I was just a little thing. I said, yeah. 61 years. Troy just turned 50. That's not old, by the way. What'd you just turn, Reggie? 53? Two? Huh? Coming up. I know, because you and Shelly right, right along with each other. Shelly, I'm sorry I had to say that. Let me tell you, folks. You'll, you'll be able to understand more the more when you see, when you understand what praying is. Also, we should know that praying is a testing thing. It's a testing thing. How long will you pray? Charles Spurgeon said one time, said, said, said a man, when you know that a man is backslidden is when he quits praying. When you know when you, when you when a man is backslidden, he quits praying. Think about that for just a moment. It's a testing thing to see how how men have what we believe about when Jesus said men ought always to pray. It's a testing thing. It is so easy to grow weary in almost everything, but God is testing His children in praying. How long will a man call upon God? How long will he call upon God? How long will you call upon God when you have something happening in your life? When everything gets real nice in your life, you got plenty of money, you got plenty, you got plenty of stuff, good place to live, good shoes on your feet, good meal on the table, everything goes well. How long will a man keep praying? Will he stop when things get good and then try to start back when things aren't so good? Yes, he will. God tests his children in praying. It was David who said in Psalms 18 and verse 3, he says, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. You call upon God because he's worthy of your prayers. He's worthy. He, he, he is worthy of your prayers. You pray to him. You might say, well, why would I call upon God? He's worthy of your prayers. He's worthy to be asked. He's very worthy to be asked. And lastly, this morning, 
we should know that praying is a profitable thing. It's something we profit by. It was Jesus who said, Hither to have ye ask nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. John 16 and verse 24. Hither to have ye ask nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive, and your joy shall be full. Let me tell you, folks, men ought to always pray. There's a reason for praying. There's a reason we pray. There's a reason God leads us to call upon him to pray every day, every night, every morning, every evening, every minute of every day. We should feel worthy to call upon God. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have God to call upon I don't know what I would do. I don't, I'd, I'd go crazy. Rhonda will say, won't you call so-and-so? I don't know of anybody else to call but God. I don't know of anybody else to call but God. This past Friday, I just got off of, off of uh, being, uh, I guess, fastened up. I don't know. Quarantine. You'll say, well, why, why are you quarantined? You've already had it. Well, you don't know what God can do. You don't know what God can do. You don't know why God's doing what he's doing. You don't know. It's a, it's a privilege to have God to talk to in your life. It's a privilege to lay down at night, lay your head on your pillow. You may not even wake up. Some old people don't even wake up. But this one thing before while you're still awake, it's a good thing to pray to God and pray that God will take care of you. All right, I pray that the Lord will bless every one of you. I pray that you, you've learned something simple about prayer today.